You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love. We're talking about sex goes beyond the taboos and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. I'm Dr. Joe Court. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love. I'm Dr. Joe Court, and today the title of our podcast is Why Are Men Stigmatized and Women Fetishized When It Comes to How They Maintain Their Appearance? This is actually a personal uh, show for me as well. Recently, I've been making a series of short videos on TikTok challenging some of the myths about men's sexuality, what brings us pleasure, and about masculinity in general. To my surprise, I began getting comments, not about the topics themselves, but about my hair. And let me just say my hair piece. So I don't have, I'm, I'm pretty much a bald guy and I've been wearing hair since I was 27 years old. So 30 years. And I began to wonder what motivated commenters like comments like this to, um, to make such personal attacks on me. Um, what does it say about them? But more importantly, what does it say about our culture's unconscious assumptions and prejudices surrounding masculinity? Um, when I considered getting a hairpiece, I wasn't thinking about all this. I just really didn't like the way I looked with no hair. I was known Joey Court in high school who walked through the halls and his hair bounced. And I loved my hair. I thought it framed my face nicely. Um, and it, it was a vanity thing. It really was. I don't have anything against people who want to be bald, look bald, appear bald. But I don't want that. That That's not how I see myself or wanted to see myself. So when I began to make more money and I could invest in a hairpiece, I did that. And, and I was 27 and I never regretted this and I never looked back. When I started getting the hairpiece shaming comments on TikTok, I decided to make some videos of the process I must go through in order to don my hairpiece adhesive and all, a sort of coming out of the baldness closet, as if I haven't come out, come out, came out most of the other closets. I wanted to show what lack of shame around wearing a hairpiece looks like. Today, we're going to be talking to the owner of the place I've gone to for 30 years, um, Scott. Scott is the owner of Shearpoint, Shearpoint Hair Restoration Center, a recognized leader in multi-therapeutic hair restoration for those suffering from the devastating effects of various types of hair loss. They are dedicated to providing custom-tailored, totally undetectable, proven hair loss solutions for men, women, and children in a comfortable, discreet, private environment. Welcome, Scott. Thank you very much, Joe, for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you. And I want to make sure they know your full name, Scott McCarty. And um, when I got my first hairpiece, uh, it was your dad that I was introduced to. Uh, and then you took over the business. Is that how what happened? Yes, my father, Bill McCarty, started the company back in 1969. I grew up in the business, so I, basically it's all I know. It's all I've ever done. Um, our family vacations were always based upon um, conventions and, and visiting other hair replacement centers and manufacturing facilities and things of that nature. So uh, uh, I've been doing this a long time. And, I, you know, I think you do it well. And and for the most part, me, people, you know, and so what people don't know about me, especially on TikTok, because, you know, I'm sort of just this person who uh, is new to TikTok and, and I'm talking about stuff. They think I'm trying to hide it. I'm secretive. You know, people who know me personally and professionally know I am very open. I am very out. Um, I always wear it. I'm not like uh, Sean. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the, he did the... Um, uh, uh, 
James Bond movies. He would. Oh, Sean Connery. Yes. Sean Connery. Right. He would wear it sometimes and not wear it. Now John Travolta, who wore hair for years, is now going around bald. Um, and they feel comfortable doing that. I, that's just not comfortable for me. I like how I look, as I said, when I wear my hair. But I think what happens um, is I'm, I'm saying things on TikTok that are making people super uncomfortable. And so um, for whatever reason, whatever it's provoking in them, and then they can tell I'm wearing a hair system because they know what to look for. I can tell too. I know what celebrities, I'm not going to say who, who aren't out, but I can tell. I can tell when someone's walking around and people think, well, you can only tell, you can always tell. It's only, you can only tell when it's not a well, a well made one. And I feel like I have a well made one, but try as you might, it's always going to be able to be seen if somebody knows what they're looking for. What would you say to that, Scott? You know, it's amazing, Joe. Um, Thank you for asking me, by the way. Um, We have the ability to make hair look uh, so natural these days to where you can actually put it under a microscope and you cannot tell the difference between a bio hair and a replaced hair. That being said, Uh, a lot of it boils down to how a person chooses to wear their hair. And if uh, they're wearing, um, let's say, a good balance of hair, uh, meaning that the hair on the top of their head matches the hair on the sides or, you know, the the right color uh, for the top matching uh, the sides, Um, or if it's uh, uh, maintained well. You know, if if somebody and I'm not saying that you do this because you don't, you look great. Um, but some people, you know, just think that, all right, I'm just going to get out of bed and my hair is going to look beautiful. Like, yeah, right. uh, you know, some of the movie stars and it, it's that's just not reality. Um, but as I had mentioned, we can get it to look so natural to where you can slick your hair back. You can part your hair. You can run your fingers through your hair. Somebody else can run their fingers through your hair and they can't tell. Um, so it can happen. And, I, and and I'm glad that you're here to tell people and, you know, sh- and they could even meet with you and, and try things on and, and see how things look because people don't understand. And, and men usually don't have permission to do that. We're not supposed to be vain, right? It's like somehow it's a sign of weakness, but we don't think about this with women. We understand they're wearing wigs, they're wearing makeup, they're wearing fake eyelashes and fingernails and maybe get breast implants, whatever they do. And they can in, uh, walk around like this. But if a man doesn't go around naturally, then his masculinity is in question. And that's what's so disturbing to me. Do you have men talk about this at all in different to different degrees, Scott? Yes. Yes, they do, Joe. And thank you for asking. Um, I'm not an expert in uh, these matters as far as why, but we are definitely not playing on an even playing field. Um, you know, enhanced female beauty is a multi-billion dollar industry with cosmetics and cosmetic surgery alone. This does not even include the fashion and personal service industries, which would include skin, nails, and hair. Um, As mentioned, why it's um, uh, all right for women to to enhance their beauty and and why it's not all right uh, for men, um, I don't know the answer to that. But uh, it's definitely uh, something that's been going on in society for a long, long time. Right. And nobody would go up to a woman like I've had people come up to me and, oh, don't you love yourself? What's going on with you? (laughs) What happened to you as a little boy? 
often as people say that, would say that to a woman, oh, you're wearing makeup? Were you traumatized as a little girl? What happened to what you want to wear a wig? You know, it's like, it's such a, a shaming, like, 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 like there's something wrong. And I thought this was going to change with the metrosexual, you know, that word where guys take better care of themselves. And I guess it went as far as it was okay, as long as it was naturally taking care of yourself. But if you want to enhance yourself with something that isn't natural, um, then, then it's not okay. And, and then the, the um, other news about that is my hair is natural, right? This, this is human hair I'm wearing. Yes. Yes, it is natural. I think the only thing that really came out of the whole metrosexual thing is that we're allowed to uh, pluck our eyebrows now. <laughs> Which I don't even do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you remember back in high school, there were the kids that thought that they were, you know, better than the rest of us. And they um, shamed others to make themselves feel better. And it's unfortunate that some people just uh, haven't outgrown that. I'm telling you, it completely changed my life. So I was, I started losing my hair in college, freshman year, and nobody believed me, but I could see it going. And then I was almost a cue ball by the time I was 27. And really, I was on a trip in Florida and my head burned in the back of my head and it hurt so bad. And I realized I have no hair there. You know, I had to like really admit this and I never liked how it looked. So when I came to your place and it put me, put the hair and I remember your father saying to me, no one's going to notice when you walk in on Monday, I, I left bald on Friday. I said to him, that's, it's impossible, but I did shave my beard. I had a beard at the time I shaved it. And I walked into work the next day or Friday, on Monday and people were like, did you get a haircut? Um, did you shave? You know, they couldn't figure out what was different. Why is that? So, you know, the emphasis people put on trying to uh, pick on one another as far as, you know, oh, your hair's getting thin. Oh, you're losing your hair. Oh, you're, you're balding. You look like your father or, uh, or worse. Um, the reality is, is that if you do it early enough, if the transformation is not going from being skinhead bald to having hair, if the transformation is going from having hair to a little more hair, then people don't pick up on it. It doesn't register. You, uh, I, I can give you a personal experience where um, one of my uncle's best friends um, knew that um, you know he was losing his hair. He came to us without telling my uncle childhood friend, um, had his hair replaced. And then uh, I ended up seeing my uncle meeting his friend for the first time after having his hair replaced. And my uncle, who knows what type of business my father and I are into, um, had no idea that he had his hair replaced. He was saying things exactly like what um, people were telling you. Mm-hmm. You know, did you lose weight? Are you working yeah. out? You look great. Something, yeah. you know, did you shave? I I can't put my finger on it, but you look a whole lot better. <laughs> I'll tell you what else happened to me. Um, so I'm as a gay man, right? I go to gay bars and when your hair is thinning uh, and, and I really, I, I know that I wasn't looking, I didn't look as good as um, without hair. So the, the, a lot of gay men also gave me that energy and I was hardly looked at when I go to the bars. Uh, I got some looks, but not, not as much as the day, the weeks I went after I got that hair and I went into the bar and the same guys that would not look at me, started talking to me, coming on to me, buying me drinks. And I, I, I was too embarrassed at the time to say anything, but not, I was thinking, 
go fuck yourself. You know, last <laughs> time I was here, you didn't think about me. Today, it reminded me of that movie. It, and some people listening to this may be too young. It was Joan Rivers uh, and Stockard Channy. Joan Rivers directed it, produced it. It was called The Girl Most Likely To. And she was always um, told how ugly she was. She has a bad car accident and they do plastic surgery. And now she's beautiful. And it's a it's a dark comedy because she goes back and kills all the people. That's like... <laughs> I didn't want to do that, but I I did feel like, you know, fuck you, you know, that um, I'm glad that I wore the hair, but I guess it's a double standard in my own head about what I was thinking. I knew I looked better, but I I just felt angry that um, that these guys, you know, it was so extreme, but it did feel good. I'm not going to lie. It's like it changed my life. Do men say that to you? Exactly. And it's not just men saying that to me. Uh, There's been numerous uh, TV shows, documentaries, things of that nature. Uh, I remember one in particular, I think it might have been 2020 or or one of the news channels, um, where they had done an interview with uh, a couple of guys who had lost their hair and uh, filmed them in a bar. And they had the exact same experience. They, um, you know, these were straight guys, but they had the exact same experience. Girls wouldn't come up to them. Um, they had a hard time uh, meeting anybody. And then all of a sudden uh, they had their hair replaced. They went back to the same bar. Um, and all of a sudden it was a complete flip of the coin. Girls were coming up to them and talking to them. It was, a, it was a, an amazing transformation for them as well as you. What what story um, of of men stands out most for you that you feel like most touched by or struck by? Is there is there a story or stories? You know, there's been many many stories, and uh, we all have our uh, journeys and our own paths, and um, some of them are more traumatic than others. And there's been more than one time where I've had somebody uh, look me square in the eye um, with a tear in their eye and say, uh, you know, thank you, Scott. I don't know what I would have done had you not uh, been able to help me. Um, I might not even be here today if it wasn't for what uh, you and your team at Shearpoint were able to do. And I don't take that lightly. That's uh, that's some pretty serious stuff, and uh, uh, I'm glad to be able to 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 be able to serve in that fashion. It's really really great, and I want this this podcast. I'm going to write an article about this. I'm going to do a, a couple of videos on TikTok and show the process of me getting hair at your at your. Um, place. But uh, I want to take away the stigma. I feel like it should not be any big deal uh, to come out and be able to say that you wear a hair system. And the the other way we stigmatize males is we can't call it a wig. Well, and I really don't like it called a wig when I, my niece was in kindergarten many years ago. I went and visited her, you know, it was a surprise visitor for kindergartners and it was her day to have somebody come. And uh, it was great. I spent an hour there and I left. And the teacher said, after I left, she said, um, Zoe said to everybody, uh, my uncle wears a wig and everybody laughed, right? Well, I could hear less that she did that. But, you know, like we can't call it a wig. We got to call it a hair system. We got to call it a hair piece. Even toupee has gotten negative uh, feedback. Do you know why that is? I would say it's because of the negative uh, connotations associated with the um, uh, with movies and, and TV. Uh, in the past, uh, the stars of stage and screen have uh, made fun of uh hair pieces, wigs, toupees, uh, you know, how many movies are there where it goes flying off in the wind just to get a quick chuckle? 
Um, yes. And I think that's probably why. Um, I believe that that's starting to turn around. And I think some of that reason is because people like yourself are, are being able to uh, come out into the open and say, hey, um, this is all right to do. It, you know, it, it looks great. It feels great. I, I, I love what it is that I'm doing. Um, and I think also part of it is the fact that the stars of stage and screen nowadays are held to a higher standard and they can no longer uh, sport the, the, the thick locks that uh, uh, they're expected to have. And so the majority of those stars do have some type of hairpiece wig, toupee, hair extensions, hair weave, what have you. And so it's kind of hard to make fun of something when your leading man or leading woman <laughs> is actually wearing it. Yeah, no, it's so true. And you, as you were talking, I was thinking about <clears throat> uh, how uh, in the 90s, there was a show called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And they did one makeover, they would make over straight men. And one of them was a guy who wore a hairpiece. And I thought it was fine. And they didn't like it. The guys were like, no. And they ended up burning it on the barbecue in the backyard. You know, it was for comedic relief, I guess. And then he was now bald and it was all good. But that implies that people who wear hair pieces are ashamed. I am not ashamed. I, there was a Family Guy episode where Quagmire uh, is at a sporting event and a high wind uh, lifts up his hair piece. He's a car- it's a cartoon. And um, then they're all talking about it and he starts walking around bald. It's, the message is you should be natural as a man and unnatural as a woman. That's how it feels. That, that's exactly the way we're uh, pigeonholed. In, in society, um, you know, women, it's it's much more acceptable to to do something like you had mentioned, whether it be um, makeup, cosmetic surgery, you know, breast implants, tummy tucks, um, what have you. And that's looked at as an OK thing to do, whereas if we as men do anything um, that it's not OK, but yet we still want attention too. We still want to feel uh, loved and we still want to feel attractive. We still want to feel sexy. We still feel, we want to feel wanted. Um, And so there's this, this controversy within us as far as, okay, I can do this, but I can't do that. Um, I can do this, but I I don't really want to tell anybody that I'm doing this. Um, But in the end, if it makes you feel better, makes you look better, gets the results you want, why wouldn't you do it? Exactly. Um, have you had, I once, I've read several uh, articles that say men with hair get more job opportunities than men who are bald. I have no idea if that's true. Have you ever heard that? Men with hair have better job opportunities. Um, it, it boils down to several studies that were done by uh, Dr. Thomas Cash. And um, where it just uh, plainly states uh, that better looking people get better jobs, they get better opportunities, they get um, uh, higher pay, Um, people are more willing to come up and talk with them, Um, they they are perceived as being smarter. They're perceived as being wealthier. Uh, they're perceived as being um, more loved. Mm. And it's not the case, but that's the way the perception is. 
Yeah, and I guess that in our culture, um, and people, I guess, could say that this happened to me. I really don't feel it did. I knew that I liked my hair before I knew that hair was important. Uh, I was a kid. I was a teenager, and I loved blow drying my hair, putting henna rinses in it. Uh, I probably, if I'd kept my hair, I would have done all kinds of crazy stuff with it and and it would have been fun. And so um, it's just so personal. And, you know, there's a lot of um, people will say, well, women, women will say this men uh, age gracefully and women don't. I think it's bullshit. Men don't always age gracefully. We have to do this. If we want to look and feel good, we have to work hard as well. Maybe we don't have to do as much, um, but but we still have to work at it. And I don't know why people say that. You know, I spoke with an esthetician one time and she was telling me that the reason that uh, uh, men's faces don't age as much as women's faces do is because we shave and we're exfoliating our face and that helps keep a more youthful look. Whether or not that's true, I do not know. But I thought, wow, that's, that's an amazing concept. I should shave my entire face then. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I have heard that research before. I don't know if it's true either, but um, I don't know. I just feel like I do things to keep myself, uh, you know, I do additional things that that people uh, may not find natural. I dye my beard. I lo- I, I don't like the, the gray beard it makes me look like I don't have a beard. It doesn't, it's not a full beard. It doesn't match my hair. And so um, I like to keep it dark and you know, and that's another thing that men don't talk about in terms of dyeing their hair. Women talk about it. And actually, women are expected if there's gray to dye their hair, where men are expected to go naturally gray. That's true. It's um, it's the whole power of youth. I mean, everybody wants to look younger and feel younger and feel sexy and be wanted and desired. And, and in our society... Um, that's always attributed to a younger person. And if there's something that makes us look older, whether it be um, uh, gray hair, wrinkles, um, no hair, um, it, you know, we definitely look older and are perceived as, as less desirable. Um, when we replace somebody's hair, uh, when it's a, you know, a substantial transformation, from very little hair to uh, a fair amount of hair, typically it's going to make a difference of about 10 years perceived um, uh, age difference. In severe cases, it can be as much as 20 years perceived difference. You know, that is something I hear all the time. And I, I really don't care about looking my age, but people will tell me, oh my God, I had no idea you were in your 50s. You know, you're 57, you look 47. And the hair does that. I guess that it represents youth. Well, you're a sexy guy to begin with, Joe. I don't know what (laughs) what more to say about that. (laughs) Let me ask you, Scott, thank you. Um, What would you say to somebody listening who's interested in a hair system but afraid of the stigma or how people might respond? You know, I can try and persuade somebody to do something that they already want to do, but in in the end, it's, it's entirely up to them. I can share with you this. The majority of the time, actually, let me, let me share this story. This is a good story. So I had a gentleman call up and uh, wanting to get into, wanting to replace his hair for the first time. And I could tell based on his voice that he was an elderly man. And um, I, as diplomatically as possible, asked him why he would want to do it now at this stage in his life. And his response was that he had always wanted to do it. 
but his wife wouldn't let him and that she had passed. So now he could do it. Mm. Wow. That's powerful that she played that much of a role uh, and that he gave her that much power, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. That he gave her that much power. I know this may sound so extreme, but maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not a gender specialist or sociologist, but it does feel like misandry. You know, misand- You know, we know the word for the hatred of women, misogyny, but there's also a word for the hatred of men, and that's misandry. And so the idea that masculinity um, has to look a certain way, and if it doesn't, you're thrown out of the fraternity, you're thrown out of the, the culture is just ridiculous. And I really hope people listening to this can hear that my whole job And my whole um, goal is getting people, I challenge assumptions. And if you want to come after me about something, I'm going to use it to educate people. I am not ashamed of my body. I'm not ashamed of my hair. I'm not ashamed of anything about me that um, people want to attack. I'd rather us use it as an opportunity to have a dialogue and wonder about people who want to make these shaming and attacking things. What does it say about you? What does it say about our culture? What does it say about how we treat men? Uh, we always think men are privileged, and we are in many ways, but we're not in these ways. Would you, would you add anything to that, Scott? I would add this. If you look in history, as far as the, the leading role, as far as the male perspective in, in a lot of the uh, movies, years ago, the, the leading man was strong. He was confident. Um, he rode a horse. He played baseball. He, he did cool things. He was an astronaut. Um, but now you look at the male leading roles and they're much less um, powerful. Matter of fact, in many, many cases, um, the leading role, the leading male role is uh, portrayed as a bumbling buffoon. And so the, uh, the perception of man um, at least in Western culture, uh, is has really diminished, and it's unfortunate. And um, uh, as you uh, are mentioning in your uh, podcasts and, and other uh, venues, is that it's not fair. It's not uh, we are being shamed, and and uh, we're being uh, pigeonholed into uh, being something that uh, we we can't be proud of. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, I hope that that changes and I thank you for doing what you do in helping that happen because I do believe that, um, your efforts, uh, will help to, uh, change society. Thank you. And yours, Scott. I'm so grateful to you and your father. SharePoint, to me, was the best place to go. It still is 30 years later. Um, we're going to put pictures up of what I looked like the first time I took a picture at 27. And we're going to put a picture up of what I now look like at 57 and um, still wearing hair. How can people find you, Scott? Thank you for saying that, Joe. That's very kind of you. So SharePoint, and I'm sure you're reaching all over the world. SharePoint's located in Birmingham, Michigan. Uh, we're located on 14 Mile Road, two blocks east of Woodward. Uh, we can be reached at SheerPoint.com. Let me spell it out. It's S-H-E-A-R-P-O-I-N-T-E.com. Once again, S-H-E-A-R-P-O-I-N-T-E.com. And then they can find out some of our options and reach out to us from there. 
Thank you so, so much, Scott, for being my guest and helping me personally come out and uh, be able to tell people and men where to find uh, and how to find good hair systems. If you enjoyed this show, I hope um, you continue listening. If you're a new listener, if you've been listening to my show, I hope that you enjoyed this one as well. And um, if you want to find me on other platforms, I'm now on TikTok. I do Twitter and I'm on Instagram and it's at Dr. Joe Court, D-R-J-O-E-K-O-R-T. Everyone stay safe and healthy and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Smart Sex, Smart Love. I'm Dr. Joe Court, and you can find me on joecourt.com. That's J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. See you next time.